2.2 Specialization, Division of Labor, and Gains from Trade Specialization in production is a pervasive feature of economic organization. Its contribution to economic efficiency and technological process has long been noted. It includes different types of output among farms, manufacturers, and service providers, economies, etc. Among each of these production systems, there may be point a corresponding division of labor with each worker having a distinct occupation or doing a specialized task as part of the production effort bullet correspondingly different types of capital equipment and differentiated land uses Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations notably discusses the benefits of the division of labor how individuals can best apply their own labor or any other resource is a central subject in the first book of the series. Smith claimed that an individual would invest a resource, for example, land or labor, so as to earn the highest possible return on it. Consequently, all uses of the resource must yield an equal rate of return adjusted for the relative riskiness of each enterprise. Otherwise, reallocation would result. This idea, wrote George Stigler, is the ce central proposition of economic theory. French economist Turgot had made the same point in 1766. In more general terms, it is theorized that market incentives, including prices of outputs and productive inputs, select the allocation of factors of production by comparative advantage, that is, so that relatively low-cost inputs are employed to keep down the opportunity cost of a different type of output. In the process, aggregate output increases as a byproduct or by design. Such specialization of production creates opportunities for gains from trade, whereby resource owners, owners benefit from trade in the sale of one type of output for an, uh, other, more highly valued goods. A measure of gains from trade is the increased output, formerly the sum of increased consumer surplus and producer profits from the speciali specialization in production and resulting trade. Two point three Money Money is a means of final payment for goods in most price system economies and the unit of account in which prices are typically stated. It includes currency held by the non-bank public and checkable deposits. It has been described as a social convention, like language, useful to one largely because it is useful to others. As a medium of exchange, money facilitates trade. Its economic function can be contrasted with barter, or non-monetary exchange. 
Given a diverse array of produced goods and specialized producers, barter may entail a hard-to-locate double coincidence of wants as to what is exchanged, say, apples and a book. By comparison, money can reduce the transaction cost of exchange because of its ready acceptability. Then it is less costly for the seller to accept money in exchange rather than what the buyer produces. At the level of an economy, theory and evidence are consistent with a, with a positive relationship running from the total money supply to the nominal value of total output and to the general price level. For this reason, management of the money supply is a key aspect of monetary policy. Point four. Supply and demand, prices and quantities. The theory of demand and supply is an organizing principle to explain prices and quantities of goods sold and changes thereof in a market economy. In microeconomic theory, it refers to price and output determination in a perfectly competitive market. This has served as a building block for modeling other market structures and for other theoretical approaches. For a given market of a commodity, demand shows the quantity that all prospective buyers would be prepared to purchase at each unit price of the good. Demand is often represented using a table or a graph relating price and quantity demanded. Demand theory describes individual consumers as rationally choosing the most preferred quantity of each good, given income, prices, tastes, etc. A term for this is constrained utility maximization, with income as the constraint on demand. Here, utility refers to the hypothesized preference relation for individual consumers. Utility and income are then used to model hypothesized properties about the effect of a price change on a quantity demanded. The law of demand states that, in general, price and quantity demanded in a given market are inversely related. In other words, the higher the price of a product, the less of it people will, would be able and willing to buy of it, other things unchanged. As the price of a commodity rises, overall purchasing power decreases, the income effect, and uh, consumers move toward relatively less expensive goods, the substitution effect. Other factors can also affect demand. For example, an increase in volume will shift the demand curve, curve outward relative to the origin, as in the figure. Supply is the relation between the price of a good and the quantity available for sale from suppliers, such as producers, at that price. Supply is often represented using a table or graph relating price and quantity supplied. 
Producers are hypothesized to be profit maximizers, meaning that they attempt to produce the amount of goods that will bring them the highest profit. Supply is typically represented as a directly proportional relation between price and quantity supplied, other things unchanged. In other words, the higher the price at which the good can be sold, the more of it producers will supply. The higher price makes it profitable to increase production. At a price below equilibrium, there is a shortage of quantity supplied compared to quantity demanded. This pulls the price up. At a price above equilibrium, there is a surplus of quantity supplied compared to quantity demanded. This pushes the price down. The model of supply and demand predicts that for a given supply and demand curve, price and quantity will stabilize at the price that makes quantity supplied equal to quantity demanded. This is at the intersection of the two curves in the graph above. Market equilibrium. For a given quantity of a good, the price point on the demand curve indicates the value or marginal utility to consumers for that unit of output. It measures what the consumer would be prepared to pay for the corresponding unit of the good. The price point on the supply curve measures marginal cost, the increase in total cost to the consumer for the corresponding unit of the good. The price in equilibrium is determined by supply and demand. In a perfectly competitive market, supply and demand equate cost and value at equilibrium. Demand and supply can also be used to model the distribution of income to the factors of production, including labor and capital, through factor markets. In a labor market, for example, the quantity of labor employed and the price of labor, the wage rate, are modeled as set by the demand for labor from business firms, etc., for production, and supply of labor from workers. Demand and supply are used to explain the behavior of perfectly competitive markets, but their usefulness as a standard of performance extends to any, kind, any type of market. Demand and supply can also be generalized to explain variables applying to the whole economy, for example, quantity of total output and the general price level studied in macroeconomics. In supply and demand analysis, price, the going rate of exchange for a good, coordinates production and consumption quantities. Price and quantity have been described as the most directly observable characteristics of a good produced for the market. Supply, demand, and market equilibrium are theoretical constructs linking price and quantity. But tracing the effects of factors predicted to change supply and demand, and through them price and quantity, is a standard exercise in applied microeconomics and macroeconomics. Economic theory can specify under what circumstances price serves as an efficient communication device to regulate quantity. A real-world application might attempt to measure how much variables that uh, increase supply or demand change price and quantity.
Elementary demand and supply theory predicts equilibrium, but not the speed of adjustment for changes of equilibrium due to a shift in demand or supply. In many areas, some form of price stickiness is postulated to account for quantities rather than prices, adjusting in the short run to changes on the demand side or the supply side. This includes standard analysis of the business cycle in macroeconomics. Analysis often resolves around causes of such price stickiness and their implications for reaching a a hypothesized long-run equilibrium. Examples of such price stickiness in particular markets include wage rates in labor markets and posted prices in markets deviating from perfect competition. Another area of economics considers whether markets adequately take account of all social costs and benefits. An externality is said to occur when there are significant social costs or benefits from production or consumption that are not reflected in market prices. For example, air pollution may generate a negative externality and education may generate a positive externality, less crime, etc. Governments often tax and otherwise restrict the sale of goods that have negative externalities and subsidize or otherwise promote the purchase of goods that have positive externalities in an effort to correct price distortions caused by these externalities. Marginalism. See main article on marginalism. Is the use of marginal concepts within economics. Marginal concepts are associated with a specific change in the quantity used of a good or of a service as opposed to some notion of the overall significance of that class of good or service or of some total quantity thereof. The central concept of marginalism proper is that of marginal utility. But marginalists following the lead of Alfred Marshall were further heavily dependent on the concept of marginal physical productivity in their explanation of cost. And the neoclassical tradition that emerged from British marginalism generally abandoned the concept of utility and gave marginal rates of substitution a more fundamental role in analysis.